the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hi, my name is Mark Longoria. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. This program is called Church of the Week, and I have the pleasure to bring you uh, and introduce you to a pastor every week so that uh, you have an opportunity to get to know the churches in and around San Antonio. We, Our desire as you listen to this station and get your daily bread here is also that you would uh, be connected to the local community church. Thank you so much for listening, but we also want you to go listen at a local community church where you can gather around with folks that can encourage you and pray for you and help you, and that you can help as well be able to go to somebody that you can call your pastor and get uh, uh, counseling, biblical counseling and things like that uh, from him and and just learn from the Word and grow in the Word. So in studio today we have Pastor Randy Bales. He's a pastor at University Baptist Church here in San Antonio. Pastor, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to have you. Thank you so much for being here at at the KSLR. Um, We uh, just want to find out everything there is to find out. (laughs) Maybe not everything, but most everything (laughs) that there is to know about Pastor Randy Bell. Let's start there first, and then we'll move on to the ministry. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, I am uh, a Missouri native, so I haven't been in Texas all of my life. I, I came to seminary in Fort Worth and uh, thought I would go back to Missouri and had no clue there was anything south of Fort Worth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, finishing out my— <laughs> You thought you reached the border. I huh? thought I'd, I'd reach pretty much the southern part of the United States and uh, had a lot to learn. And as I graduated from seminary, opportunities came to San Antonio— and I've been here ever since. So I've been here 29 years, and uh, same church at University of Baptist Church. Wow. I was on staff for, for you. Um, you know 15 of the, those years. And I guess now, they like you. Uh, well, we're still checking on that. Yeah. We're working on it. <laughs> um, and then about 14 years ago, became pastor, and so have really enjoyed uh, the time here in San Antonio. Love San Antonio. Love the people. You know, the church is not the address; it's the people. And yes. university is filled with godly men and women who simply love the Lord with all their heart and all their soul and all their mind, and it reflects everything they do. It's one of the reasons I'm still there. I think is that yeah. they just are a loving congregation, and uh, you know, matches the community. We're very diverse in, in the sense of who comes and who's who's there on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a, a delight to be around authentic believers who simply are living their faith in various places of employment and, and family circumstances. And Absolutely. so, yeah, it's a joy. It's been a more than I really imagined would ever uh, I'd be privileged to enjoy. That's awesome. Do you go back to Missouri much? No, not anymore. My mm. parents lived there for years, and we used to make annual trips. My kids still remember that fondly. Yeah. Uh, but we don't. Uh, my parents are now here in San Antonio with us, and so uh, we we don't go there. My dad passed away a few years ago. My mom lives with us, and and so our trips to Missouri are far and few beto- uh, between. Yeah, so you said you had kids, so brag a little bit about your kids. I Tell do, about yeah. Your family. I, well, I have three children. Uh, my oldest son is working in the oil fields, and my daughter uh, works for the National Bible Bee here in town. And uh, she just started there and graduated from Hardin-Simmons about a year ago. 
And uh, my youngest son is uh, working at Lifeway, and and uh, he's uh, uh, leading worship at church as well on the worship awesome. team. And so uh, we're very blessed. And my wife and I have been married 31 years. And we met in seminary. She's from Florida. I'm from Missouri. We met in Texas, and we stayed. All right. (laughs) Worked out great. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. Uh, So you've been pastoring now for 14 years uh, here at this church. But you've been there, what, how many years? 29. 29. Um, So when you came in, did you have a dream and a vision that someday you would pastor, whether it's that church or pastor at a a body somewhere? Actually, no. I, I felt called to music ministry. That was oh. my initial uh, foray into to ministry. And my undergraduate uh, degree is in vocal music performance. Yeah. And I came to seminary and got an education degree. Thought I'd be doing music and education, perhaps. Didn't know, but just serving on staff as a support staff. And, you know, God is sovereign in, in the way he prepares us for he what he has ahead. We don't always know where the road leads, but we know the, who is the guide on the road, and he is always faithful. And now I look back and I think of all the things that God has provided to prepare me for the now, knowing that he is providing now to prepare mm. me for what's coming. That's right. And that's the way he works. You know, he works in every life that way. He has a call. He has a, a purpose for us. And when we walk in the perfect center of his will, amazing things happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So if it wasn't something that you had planned that one day you would be pastoring, tell us about that moment. How, when did that moment come? Tell us about your experience and when God really just kind of revealed this to you and you realize, you know what, this is the path that God yeah. wants me to go. You know, through the years, I began to teach small groups and teach the scriptures, mm-hmm. and I found I really enjoyed that more than I really knew. I, I just, it wasn't something I grew up doing or was exposed to, and so I didn't know that was a part of what my passion would be. But through those years working in Sunday school, and I love Sunday school because it's a time for us to gather together in small groups and, and allow the Word of God to speak. And as I was teaching in different Sunday school groups, I just had this passion for the scriptures that began to grow. I had worked with a pastor for 15 years. He came to a point of retirement, and the church came to a transition, frankly. What were we going to do? And, and I began to pray, Lord, you know, this may mean that I have to move on. And, I, you know, I realized that a pastor coming in may want to bring somebody with him, and that's fine. And, and whatever God's will is, I'm willing for that. And just slowly conversations began to focus on, have you ever thought about maybe pastoring? Well, not really, That's, you know, mm. but let me, you know, and I prayed, and uh, God led me some scripture, and as I began to meditate on those scriptures, and I began to ask the Lord, what is your will? What would you have me do? Uh, Close doors, Lord. I used to work with a pastor that would pray rule and overrule, and I prayed that, Lord, rule, and then when I go a wrong way, overrule, so mm-hmm. that I don't go a, a direction that's not your will. And then the moment came when it was either, okay, submit your resume and be considered or or say no this isn't what god wanted and so mm-hmm. i thought well well the door's open let's let's go as far as god allows and we're still doing that well it sounds like you enjoyed teaching even when you were doing the small groups before you were actually officially pastoring church exactly. but, so was there ever a moment in time where you bucked the calling and said nah, i don't want to do this most mondays <laughs> you know but but yeah i mean there's there's certainly been significant <laughs> moments where i thought lord sure. is this really you know, where you want me. Is this yeah. what God, you know, what, what you want me to be, be doing? And I, I think those moments are critical because there is a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. We can get in a rut so easy, yeah. and we start doing things just because we did them yesterday, and I'm not sure that's the best way for us to stay in the center of God's will. And so I think there are crisis moments, and there certainly has been through the years where yeah. I, I wasn't sure, you know, is this uh, really where God has me? Is this what God wants me to do? And, um, and, and probably, you know, back in 2002 when this 
came about was one of those moments. It was a fork in the road, and I had to make a decision. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, it was a passion for God's Word that, that kind of opened that door. And God has just used that remarkably uh, in terms of, you know, th- that passion to sustain during in-season and out-season, as Paul would, would discuss. Surely in the past 29 years and, uh, and even here in these 14 years that you've had the, the opportunity and the honor to, to serve as a pastor of this, uh, this community, um, can you share with us uh, some of the goodness, uh, the good things of the Lord? What, what has God done at University Baptist? What are some of the stories or something that you have experienced yeah. and seen there? Well, it has been amazing to consider the lives that have come through, the lives that have been changed, and primarily that's the important part. Yeah. You know, that's eternal. Everything else that we do is the here and now, and those are important. We we have tools for ministry and things that God provides, uh, but it's the it's the lives that really make a difference. You know, in as the church, and that's what we're here for. Uh, but God has done such remarkable things for, in university and through university. Uh, we've had four pastors in our history, and the first pastor located the church where we are on 6465 Babcock Road. But to get that piece of land, there was a provision in the deed that they had the church had to provide a road to the land that was landlocked behind it. Mm. When the agreement was made, it was just a little gravel road. It was access. It was no big deal. But when the road was to be built, it was like ten times the cost. And so the church was faith. It was a little bitty church, and we no money, no great ability to to spend lots of money for things like land we didn't need. And yet at the time, it was it became more uh, accessible for us to buy the land. And we didn't even know why. Well, thirty years later, we came to a place where we had to sell that land. And it's a long story, but God used that purchase. 30-plus years ago, to give us 66% of the money needed to build our current worship center. Wow. And and it's just amazing to think that decisions that we make as we pray and as we seek God, we think, man, this is terrible. What a what a terrible thing to have you faced with. And yet God means it for good. You know, think about Joseph being there in Egypt, and his brothers are so worried when they finally realize who he is. And, and Joseph tells them, look— you know, you may have meant it for evil, yeah. but God meant it for good. You know, he right. is truly able to work all things together for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. <clears throat> and so through the years, we've seen that dynamic in play, mm. uh, you know, for the church corporately and then also through families, individuals who've come to points of crisis and God has sustained them. God has been faithful. Uh, and we yeah. see that repeated over and over. And lately, I'm just consumed with the greatness of God. There's been, you know, a time in my life when I just needed to reflect on who God is. Why, you know, why are we doing all this again? Well, it's because, you know, it's not because I'm trying to earn a paycheck or because the church is trying to be somebody. It's because we serve a great God. Yes, I mean, he do. truly is great. And everything about him, you know, starting with forgiveness, think about how great forgiveness is. There's not a one of us that deserves to be considered righteous. Mm-hmm. And yet the Bible says that he made him who knew no sin to become sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. What a great transaction. That's forgiveness in a nutshell. And God's greatness is just seen in all the, the fingerprints that, that uh, he has left in his church, in, in this world. Uh, he loves us, the greatness of his love. How deep can you go with that, you know, yeah. uh, just to consider that, that God is a great God. And if we truly understood how great he is, how great his mercy and grace is toward us, our worship would be freer, our service would be more powered, empowered. Uh, there would be such a difference in how we relate to one another yes. because of God's very present greatness. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, 
if these words have blessed you today already, uh, you've been listening to Pastor Randy Bales, and we want to encourage you to be a part of the local community church there at University Baptist Church. If uh, if you don't belong to a, a church somewhere, maybe you're a you have a, a relationship with Christ, but you really haven't been part of the local church or uh, you were at some point and left, you've never even walked into church. Whatever the case is, wherever it is you are, we as a radio station want to make sure that uh, that you know that uh, we want you to be a part of the church. So we as a station invite you to be a part of University Baptist Church. Go out there, check them out, 6465 Babcock Road. Um, Sunday school's at 9.30 a.m. on Sundays and worship at 1045. If you want to call and ask a few questions, you can do so by dialing 210-699-1065. Again, that's 210-699-1065. And, of course, you can always go online at ubcsa.org. That's the acronym, ubcsa.org, for more information. Pastor, tell us about the culture. Tell us about the the, the church itself. Uh, What can someone expect when they walk through the doors? Well, they can expect being welcomed and greeted. Uh, There is a a passion in the heart of University Baptist Church that has been there since long before I ever came um, that really reflects what the Bible calls the greatest commandments. Uh, You know, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He had a ready answer. Our, somehow our world has misunderstood that church is somehow a rule, list of rules and regulations. Yeah. You don't do this and you don't do that, and it's all about what you're against. And, and, uh, and sometimes it, it becomes a very rigid-looking kind of thing. And yet Jesus made it so simple. He said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all your mind. And I, when you walk in University Baptist Church, you're going to be confronted with a group of folks who really love God. Uh, not trying to put on a show, not trying to be anything they're not. We're just normal folks who love God with all their heart. Mm -hmm. And then the second commandment, of course, is to love your neighbor as yourself. So that overflows. And when you walk in the doors of University Baptist Church, you're going to find people who love God and find people who love you and, uh, you know, are looking for ways to to welcome you into God's kingdom, not just the church, but God's kingdom, certainly the church. The church, as it's described in the scriptures, is the believing body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so certainly welcomed uh, into that uh, kingdom, you know, that's our citizenship in heaven, and uh, a desire to see everyone have that relationship with Christ. How can we help somebody that hasn't been in church go to church? How can... How can we talk to somebody? What can you give us as practical yeah. advice? Uh, or maybe someone that says, well, I've been to church a couple times, but I don't, I, I don't even know what Baptist is. Well, sure. What is the, what yeah. is the Baptist? Yeah, I mean, those are great questions. You know, I think the thing we can do most is to be real in our own relationship with, with, with God through Christ. Because mm-hmm. if we're putting on a show, if we're just living one way on Sunday and another way on Monday, it's pretty transparent. It sure. shows in who we are and, and how we relate. And so I think, you know, for the one who is, you know, how can we help others? I think just be who you are in Christ. God has given you specific gifts and specific abilities. And be bold with that. Not not obnoxious. That's not what I mean by bold. But be ready to give an account for the hope that's in you. It's great hope. Our world needs that hope. And so, you know, I think bring someone with you. I read a, a poll years ago that said 82% of the people who were polled said they would be either somewhat likely or m- most likely to attend if they were invited. Mm. So the simple task of saying, hey, would you come to church with me tomorrow? Just come to church with me tomorrow uh, on a Saturday. You know, that would be a way just to be involved in the lives of someone else. Yeah. It's that personal invitation. More than what comes from the pulpit, what comes from the pew is absolutely critical. Just living that authentic life. 
Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's the, the greatest thing we can do is just, you know, be involved in the lives of those around us. And for those who don't know, you know, get nervous about what a Baptist is, you know, um, the thing that defines Southern Baptists in particular is missions. What yeah. binds us together is that we give corporately to fund thousands of missionaries around the world and in North America. And that missions endeavor is our passion and our connector. We are really local autonomous bodies, you know, that gather together for worship, that disciple, that grow, that worship, fellowship. And, um, and so it's it, you know it may sound like some barrier, but it, but it's not. It's just a way to say, look, this is we we believe in Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. We believe that He is the way, the truth, and the life. That no one can come to the Father except through Him. And we preach that, yeah. And and we grow in that. And so you know, a Baptist is just uh, one who loves God and who uh, has come to Him through Christ, as the Bible prescribes. Amen. And then the whole missions thing is to continue to spread the gospel. That's exactly right. Reach people everywhere. That's awesome. Um, what do you expect or what do you hope people are walking away with when they've experienced a, a warm smile and a hug and they've come in and they've gone through a worship, uh, a time of worship, and they've uh, listened to some uh, a great message that comes directly from, from the Word of God? At the end, when they walk past those doors again and back into their local community, what are you hoping they're walking away with? My hope is that they have some sense of God's presence and God's will. Whether they remember my name or who I am, that, that's not going to matter. But for eternity, what will matter is if they understand who Jesus is and have received him as their personal Savior. And so to be able to walk away with a sense of how God has spoken to me through the Word today, mm. it's that personal uh, hearing from God. It's so critical um, and, and my hope is that as we walk away, we're changed just a little bit because we've been in God's presence. You can't fabricate that. I mean, you can't. Right. There's not a formula. It's simply, you know, the sovereign work of the Holy Spirit. I love when people tell me at the end of a message how much they appreciated when I said this, whatever it is. And it's something I didn't say, but it's something God said to them through the, mm. through the scriptures. They went to another scripture, and they got that, and they thought it was the message. No, it wasn't. It was not my message. It was God's message. Yeah. It happens more than you, you would think, perhaps. Mm. But then I know that God is really speaking. I know that people are hearing, you know, God's directing and his spirit as he is gently whispering, this is the way, walk in it. Yeah. So um, I hear you got a new worship center. We do. Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, well, we, uh, for a long time, uh, lived in a worship center that was built by volunteers back in 1978. No technology. Uh, lots of, uh, you know, struggles with the, the building. It was a great building when it was built, but it soon got outdated. Mm. And um, went through the process of praying and, and seeking the Lord and, and being able to build a new worship center. And we finished it in February and moved in. And we're still trying to figure out how to live in the new space. Uh, it's about twice the size of the other one, so it's bigger. Nice. Uh, it has technology, so you know it has a lot more flexibility in, in what we can do yeah. that we didn't used to be able to do as easily. Uh, everything else was retrofitted. This was built in. That makes a great deal of difference. Yeah. And it has a, a, a huge sort of gathering space uh, in the lobby area, and, and we just hope that's a time for fellowship where, you know, n- folks who are there for the first time can meet folks who've been there for a long time mm. and uh, just begin to get to know each other, love each other, love the Lord. Um, and then, you know, the building uh, provides uh, an atmosphere. It's a tool 
uh, to be able to do that. You know, when we were building the, tool, the, the building, uh, we described it not only as a tool but a power tool. You know, we've, we've had a tool in the past. It was a hand tool. <laughs> now God's good. given us a power tool, and, uh, and we, we're enjoying it. It's great flexibility, and it's great fun. Uh, very good. So this particular weekend is uh, an important weekend for University Baptist. Uh, you've got two big days we on do. Saturday and Sunday. This, this particular program, Church of the Week, airs Saturday morning and again Sunday afternoon. So... Uh, if we're listening Saturday, if you're listening to this program Saturday morning, we've got some news for you for things that are going on today as well as tomorrow morning. If you're listening to the Sunday afternoon, you just missed it. However, it's okay because church starts again in about seven days. There you go. So, <laughs> tell us about what's going on this particular weekend. I know on Saturday yeah. you got Saturday you know, Beth Moore simulcast uh, in, in the new building, and so uh, it'll be an opportunity for us to test some of that technology. We're yeah. excited about that. And, uh, we're and what's forward. that going to consist of? That that. Simulcast. Well, the, the, I've never done a simulcast, so we'll, we'll find out. But Beth Moore is teaching, I think it's called Audacious. I think our book that came from that is called Audacious. Mm-hmm. And uh, through the years, our women's ministry have studied several of her uh, Bible studies and have really enjoyed her insights, has been ministered to you know, deeply by her ministry. And so this is the first time we've been able to do a simulcast, and we're excited to see kind of how that's going to go. So it's kind of an an experiment, I guess, cool. if you will, so yeah. learning new things. You know, we're, we're trying to learn for the future how we can use this new building that God's given us is in fresh ev- ways. Is this an event only for ladies? Uh, yes. Okay. Saturday uh, morning. Saturday morning, and um, it's uh, there's a small charge for the event. Um, and, you know, I think there's a couple of churches in town, one on the east side that's doing it, one, and then we're, we're – uh, hosting the simulcast as well. Okay, so it's going to be from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., so plan the day out, plan to be there all day. So if you're listening to this, it's Saturday morning and you didn't even know about it until right now, and you love Beth Moore and the way she teaches, and you want to go check it out, you can uh, just Come walk down. right in, right? Come uh, on what, is the, what is the fee? $15, <laughs> and uh, then there is a time off for lunch, and lunch is on your own. Okay, very good. And then to, on Sunday, you got Sammy Tippett. Right. going to be on. T- Global Evangelist, uh, a man who was pastor at university for a couple of years, and that's how we've gotten to know him through the years. Several of our church members have, a, have gone with him on evangelistic crusades overseas. Uh, Sammy has been all over the world. He's been in places where um, you and I might not be able to go. Uh, God has opened up doors for him. He has been faithful to not only preach the gospel to those who are hungry for the gospel, but also to train pastors in some of those places where the gospel can be preached by the people who live there mm. and, and just grow. And he's been doing it long enough now that there's great fruit from his ministry. And he's an incredible preacher, um, very faithful to God's Word, very able to communicate. And uh, so it's going to be a great Sunday. You know, it's, we're really looking forward to that challenge. We're, we're hoping that uh, you know, we've asked our church, bring friends, bring neighbors. Uh, the gospel will be preached, and, and it'll be preached powerfully. And we're looking forward to the day. Amen. Beyond this weekend, I know you've um, you must have other things that are going on for uh, youth or children, or here come the holidays. Anything in particular you can tell us about now? Well, you know, certainly in as we come into the holiday period, we're we're going to have uh, you know a time where. Uh, we're going to celebrate Christmas by decorating the worship center. Again, it's our first time to do that, first Christmas. And so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be great. It's the first Sunday in December. I don't remember what the actual date is. Uh, as we come to um, you know, Halloween, we're going to have a fall festival time there on the grounds uh, near the, that building. And so it'll be a time for families to come. We have lots of things going on for 
children and for youth and, and, and adults and men's ministries and women's ministries. And so, uh, you know, you have to kind of plug in. Our website, I think, has a lot of that information. Yeah. And uh, you can kind of get uh, more specifics there. But uh, lots of opportunities and, and uh, to, you know, kind of impact our world with the message of Christ. Amen. In, a, in the last minute or so, is there anything else you want to say to, the, to our general listening audience? Well, you know, just um, I would encourage you to consider what, uh, what Christ has done. You know, there's no one else. The Bible says, greater love has no man than this. They lay down his life for his friends. And that's what Christ did for us. And I know sometimes we get wrapped around the axle about little things and details and differences, but, you know, the main thing is that Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again on the third day, and he lives today to make intercession for the saints. And so, you know, we have this gift that's been given to us. It's a matter of opening it. And if it was Christmas, we wouldn't leave it under the tree. That's right. And so here this gift of eternal life is being offered. But it's being offered by a God who is holy and just, and his righteousness is wrapped up in what Christ did on the cross. And so I would encourage every person listening, consider what Christ has done and open that gift for yourself. Make it your own. Well, if, uh, if you want to make that decision today, if you want to uh, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, please, by all means, do it. If you don't know how to do it and you want some information on how to or somebody to help you with that, get on the phone, dial 210-699-1065, and just ask for someone to pray with you and for you, and uh, somebody be happy on the other end of the line to uh, lead you to Jesus Christ. If you want to make some changes in your life, then uh, go out to University Baptist Church, start going to church, listen to what God has to say through His Word, and experience worship. Uh, experience um, just community and fellowship with people around you that love the Lord and love you, uh, regardless of, of differences. Um, every Sunday, there's a Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., worship at 10.45 at University Baptist Church, 6465 Babcock Road here in San Antonio. Go and check out the new worship center, um, check out uh, the new technology they've got there, and uh, again, online, more information at ubcsa.org, ubcsa.org. Pastor, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. For the rest of you, continue listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.